Hey folks, welcome to season four of the Application Security Podcast. On this episode, I'm joined by Sean Wright, and we speak about Google Chrome and the case of the disappearing HTTP. Google made some changes in regards to how they handle the HTTP protocol just recently, and Sean breaks it down for us and also talks about TLS and other crypto things in regards to web application security. For purposes of this interview, Sean is not representing his employer, but is in fact speaking on behalf of only himself. We hope you enjoy. The Application Security Podcast. Here we go. All right, we are here at AppSec EU once again, and we are going to talk about TLS and integrity. Sean, first of all, why don't you introduce yourself? Great. Well, thanks for having me, Chris. Um, so um, I'm Sean Wright. I, I work at currently work at uh, SecureWorks, um, and my background is well was uh, development um, primarily, but I've always had an interest in security um, and. Slowly along the years, I've moved into an AppSec role, um, and yeah, and today I'm one of our lead AppSec um, security engineers on our team. Okay, so uh, what? So we always ask our guests here what their security origin story is. So, where did your security superpowers originate from? If there was a comic book, what's the first episode sound like? All right, um, so I would have to go back to university. Um, it started off with a uh, security course um, that was primarily focused on uh, network security at the time. Um, but I really got excited with the whole notion of trying to test the, the bounds of um, breaking things, exploiting things, and then learning how to protect them by using the, those type of approaches. And that really sparked my whole interest in security from that. Okay, so now did you, so you said you were a developer as well? You had yeah. a development background, so were you a AppSec focused developer or did you start, would you start programming in? So primarily I started programming in Java in university, then I moved on to a bit of C, okay. and then back to Java. Um, I've always tried to delve into security while doing that, but I wouldn't say it was primarily focused on AppSec. And then as I moved into my current company, I focused a lot more on AppSec, um, just because who we are. Um, and then f from there, it's moved on to myself, moving on to our security uh, engineering team that I really grew on the, the AppSec side. Okay. And so the the issue that we want to talk about here today is in regards to TLS and integrity. So why don't you give us just a real quick 30-second overview for those who... But we may have some people who don't know TLS, so give us a quick overview. What is TLS? Right. Uh, so TLS is a uh, protocol that's used to protect uh, the transmission of data between two systems, typically a client and server. It, it encrypts the data as well as ensures that that data cannot be tampered with. 
that is the long and short of it. It also has some uh, kind of authentic, uh, authenticity to it. So making sure that data can't come from a resource that you don't trust. And so in our modern web application world, TLS should be used for every web application that's out there. Yes. And so if, if um, it's hard to imagine somebody having a web application that does not use encryption at this point, but they may be out there floating around somewhere. So if you look at the, the history of the internet, it started with the HTTP. There was no HTTPS at the time of the, the initial beginnings of the internet. And as time moved on, we've grown more and more towards HTTPS and now you suddenly see a, a, a bigger ups surge in, in sites using HTTPS and the industry is moving towards a direction where HTTPS is now going to become the default and HTTP will be more the exception. Um, looking at the likes of Google, um, now marking sites, it's, I think it's on the 28th of July, they released the, the version, I think it's 68, that will now mark all sites or HTTP sites as not secure. That's in the Go uh, Google Chrome browser. Google right? Chrome. Yeah. Firefox will only support new features on HTTPS. Um, and I suspect many of the browsers will follow Chrome's suit. Yeah, and, and so I guess if, if there's anybody out there who's for some reason not using <laughs> encryption at this point in their web applications, um, it's hard to imagine that person could be out there, but if they are, they need to be doing that now. So um, what's the, I guess, what's the controversy in the world of TLS right now? So one of the things that some of those people who are advocating against this move by Google um, is that the information being sent um, is public and easily accessible. And this is true, HTTPS, doesn't really resolve anything in, that, in terms of that aspect. I can simply just go to the site and get the information anyway. Are you talking about the information in the certificate? No, the actual information. Say I go to, I don't know, Joe Blog's uh, website, okay. publicly accessible. All the information on that page is publicly accessible. Okay. There's, there's nothing sensitive about that information. That is true. But if I go and view that site, of a plain HTTP, a malicious actor could then do a man in the middle and alter the content that's sent back. Okay. And the way I view it is there's two kind of avenues to that. They could either modify the content of the site itself, think like fake news, Yep. perfect opportunity for a nation states to spread propaganda. Um, and then the other is to inject malicious content into the beef hooks. Personally, I would do that if I was a malicious person. But there's other things such as spyware, crypto miners, good example today. Um, recently, Tor, in fact, I think it was at the beginning of the week, um, they put a, a tweet out stating that Egypt was working with the ISPs to inject, um, uh, I think it was adware, into non-HTTPS sites. Okay, so the only thing that makes that possible is the fact that it's HTTP, it's unencrypted. Right. That, so if you have, so so if you have, if you're using HTTPS with TLS, 
then that's going to provide you protection against those type of injection attacks front and man in the middle style attacks exactly so when people view https they always a lot of them always think https is there to solely protect the privacy of data thinking perfect example online banking i don't want people to know my passwords i don't want people to see my account numbers but many people lose sight of the fact that https is also there for integrity making sure that someone can't tamper with the data that's been sent to you and in this day and age of crypto miners and and um, beef hooks and that kind of thing it's really important that we ensure the integrity of the data as well and so you mentioned that there was some misinformation that might have been going around in the industry which i'm shocked because you know in the security industry you mean somebody might be saying one thing that not everybody else agrees with and whatnot but what what's kind of what, what's happening in the world of tls and conversations about tls so i don't think it's so much per tls it's more around the moves that google chrome is making um so just in the record straight http will still work there's no move to deprecate it um, if you ever start running on HTTP, people will still be able to access it. The only difference is they'll now see a little gray not secure in the URL bar. And in fact, Google Chrome is already doing this today. If you go to a site over HTTP and there's an input form, it will show up as not secure. Which is why I find this quite um, surprising that people um, are taking this current move by Google. So strongly. Um, so, so there's people that are opposed? Yes. To this change? Yes. And some of the arguments I can kind of see. So one of the arguments is customers might move away from sites that have the not secure on them. So think really small businesses who do not, who do not have the technical expertise. Um, I can kind of see that argument. But at the same time, there's... A lot been done over the years to make HTTPS really simple. Let's encrypt. Mm-hmm. I did it the other day. Yeah. It took me 30 seconds. Yeah, what's, what's just for those that might not know, what's Let's Encrypt? Sure. So Let's Encrypt is a CA, which is a certificate authority. It's responsible for issuing certificates. But the way they've gone about it is twofold. One, they are free. That, that was certainly the biggest hurdle before. Yeah, because so, sometimes you could, if they could charge you up to $500 for bro, a certificate, exactly. right? Um, certificates were, were expensive. And for small company or personal use, it, it, that was one of the biggest hindrances. Let's, Let's Encrypt has completely been a game changer in that. Um, and then the other thing that they've done a really good job of is the automation. Um, run a little tool, you don't need to know the complexities behind creating a CSR, which is a signing request, to get a certificate. It does that all for you. You just enter in a few details and it's done. Not only that, it sets up the appropriate cron jobs, um, automated tasks, to make sure that the certificate's automatically updated. And they regenerate every every 90 days. Correct. So unlike a commercial certificate that might regenerate once a year, once every two years, you actually are getting... Right. I would say a higher level of security for the cost of zero. 
exactly which is, which is a great feature and it's it's trivial to to set up i mean that there's probably hundreds of blog posts out there illustrating how you set up let's encrypt yeah um is another one um troy hunt actually set up a series uh where he gave a set of instructions how to set up cloudflare in front of your site so while the the connection between cloudflare and your site might not be encrypted that certainly reduces the risk significantly than to the entire internet yeah and again that's even simpler it's a few mouse clicks yeah yeah so i mean and so cloudflare people usually think about that from a ddos perspective of protection but who knew it could provide some additional security as well after the break Sean describes the thought process going through people's minds as a result of this change in Google Chrome. The Application Security Podcast operates with support from Security Journey. A security belt program provides the three pillars of successful AppSec training. Learning, application, and experience. Visit us on the web at www.securityjourney.com to learn how you can teach and empower your developers using a new kind of security training. I often think the same along the same lines um, and I don't know if it's just a front to change people are uncomfortable with the change uncomfortable with something being thrust upon them um, or it's they really don't know and they scared of the change some arguments have been used like Google's trying to take over the internet where Google, in fact, has no vested interest in this move. They're not a CA, so they're not going to gain any monetary value out of certificates. Um, There's even been arguments that Google will be able to track even better. Well, again, they're not a CA, so any OCSP requests or CRL requests and that won't go to Google. If Google was going to do that, they'd bake it directly into the browser without you knowing. Yeah, so, and then they'd have their own cert. <laughs> they'd exactly. embed their own cert so that they could they could only decrypt everything. And yeah. So it, with them, yeah, that's a good point. With them not being a CA, and they they really don't have. If anything, this is this. If they were were the evil empire that was trying to monitor everything, this would actually be the wrong direction. Exactly. They should go the other direction into no. We're going to penalize you for having an encrypted site. It, it, exactly. So. And I mean, even heard terms like censorship and that, where it doesn't, that, that's not correct because HTTPS actually helps prevent that. Yep. Think, think nation states. It's going to be a lot simpler to prevent or um, tamper with information to their citizens via HTTP than HTTPS. Yeah. Um, but coming back to your point about businesses, and I think it's this whole notion around security. It often gets a, a front in front of it. It's it's often seen as a barrier. Oh no, these security guys are again are interfering, and and trying to control things without them realizing that a lot of effort and time from several people um, in the industry are there trying to help them. Uh, for example, I went to my local business forum group and I said, look, I'm willing to offer my time free of charge to local businesses because I want to help them. Mm-hmm. They're small businesses that don't have the expertise, whereas I do. I'd love to help them to get HTTPS implemented. 
I kind of got brushed off to the side. And until businesses start actually engaging with scenarios like that and actually grasping at them, I think we're going to have to come to a point where we're going to have to start forcing these kind of things onto them, such as um, enforcing HTTPS and say, look, if you're not going to comply, well, you're going to get penalized for it. Yeah, I think about, um, I think this really brings us all the way back around to the whole usable security idea. And when I think of usable security, usable security should be built in and it should be, you should have to make an active decision to disable it and it should ultimately make the world a better place. And I think this example of Google making this change in the browser is really a positive move towards usable security. It's going to a more secure default and granted there is a penalty for those that aren't going to move towards the more secure default. But the average user, think about, I always try to bring it back to the average user, right? Um, You and I were not average users and most people who listen to the podcast here are not average users. The average users are our family members who are they don't know it. All they know is they put the address in, they hit go, and some magic happens. Dust flies in the background, <laughs> and then they get some information that comes to them. They don't have any idea what happens. And so when I think about this from their perspective, th- this is nothing but a positive for them because I don't want them, if they ask me, hey, um, I had this site HTTP, and then it asked me to put my credit card number in, I'm going to say, no, don't yeah. do that. And now. Their browser is going to tell them that, so that's why I, when I think of this, I think I can't think of a negative that right. that that is going to take away. So, are there any other arguments that people are throwing out for why we should not do this? So, another argument that I've seen, and again, it it does have some um, sort of backing to it, and, and um, is that by having so many warnings, people get fatigued by those warnings. That's that's back to the usable security. Exactly. Um, But to counter that, this move by Google is moving towards, as you said, secure by default. HTTPS will become the default. Where Google, I forgot which releases it's coming in, but Google is eventually going to drop the whole secure bits and it will just become the norm. And then it will then only start reporting on sites that are not secure, that are an exception to the norm. So it's going to be a lot easier to train users then to say, hey, look, instead of let's look for the green padlock, which is probably one of the worst pieces of advice the industry has given over the years, um, to say, hey, look for a red padlock, and if you're not sure, don't continue. That's going to be a lot more secure for a user um, when it comes to entering in their credit card details yep. um, or even just visiting a normal site to make sure that they don't, suddenly don't go get redirected to a site with malware. Yeah, so I wonder if the next step is giving enterprises the ability to say if it's a red site, just don't even go, don't even let the, don't even let the browser go there, just shut it down. Well... That's where things like HSTS come in. Um, so today, if you go visit a site with a certificate that's uh, not valid, so it could be signed by a certificate authority that your browser does not trust, okay. or the host name does not match the host name in the, the certificate itself, um, you'll get an error. 
and if the certificate's uh, expired. You'll, you'll get an error on the browser saying um, whatever message it is. Um, typically in the past, you've been able to click through those and go, yes, I agree, proceed, blah, blah, yeah. blah. With things like HSTS, it's no longer possible to do that. You, you cannot, if the site's serving up a HSTS header on Chrome, I don't know how it is with the other browsers, but certainly on Chrome, you cannot proceed forward. That's the end of the road. Okay, so HSTS is an extension to the HTTP protocol it, that allows this, there's a special header. Yes, it's, it's, a, it's a header that's set um, that tells the browser that this site will always be served over HTTPS. Okay, ah, so then that, that allows the, if, if somebody tries to inject malware or something and it's coming over a non-secure link, the browser's just gonna ignore it and just drop it. it. Exactly, so if, if you, so there's two aspects to HSTS headers. One is the browser needs to get it somehow. So typically, as you imagine, you visit a site over HTTP, gets a response, says HTTPS, and then the browser goes, okay, this site from now on will always be served over HTTPS. Even if I try to call over HTTP, the browser will automatically call HTTPS. But that initial um, uh, initial step to get to that site over the plain HTTP is still vulnerable to man in the middle. Yep. So the attacker could then alter the header or remove it or whatever. So that's where HSTS preload comes in, where it's a list of sites that is actually baked into the browser that says these sites are always loaded over HTTPS. So even if you've never visited the site before and go httpgoogle.com, your browser will straight away go to https google.com. Um, and then obviously if there's any certificate errors, that's the end of the road. You, you can't proceed any further. Well, that's, yeah, that's good. I was using a, uh, an extension to do that. <laughs> In my browser for years, HTTPS everywhere that would just yes. forward John. So um, it's good to know that's that's being done kind of in a more it's, industry standard manner. It's probably one of the most powerful tools in the HTTPS arsenal when you combine with like obviously certificates and the protocol. But if you do an HTTPS, certainly make sure you use an HSTS headers because it it's so easy to do and the benefits of doing it for is uh, significant yep so what uh, so I guess just wrapping up this this conversation what uh, any any things you would recommend people take a look at if they want to dive into this issue any resources that uh, you would point people to if they wanted to get into this issue in more depth sure um, so there are a few people on Twitter that are good to follow, the likes of Scott Helm, Troy Hunt, they're, they're pretty active in, in this area, um, as well as their blogs. They, they have several blogs uh, or posts on how to set up headers and secure headers. Um, I've also blogged about it on my sites as well a bit. Uh, I also gave an illustration of why HTTP integrity is so important. Um, definitely OWASP uh, has some resources on, on their side as well. Um, generally Google HTTPS um, and Integrity you probably find loads of resources loads online. Loads of good stuff there. Okay, cool. Well, hey, um, thanks for taking the time today to share this knowledge with us about uh, 
TLS and this issue with Google and, and the browser and everything. I think this is an important issue for AppSec professionals and new AppSec folks to understand and uh, just have some perspective on. So thank you for taking the time. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a great pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Application Security Podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, please do us a favor and visit the iTunes store and give us a five-star rating. Our intro music is 8-Bit Kung Fu by Bourne and TJ, and the outro is Southern Delight by Stefan Kartenberg. You can find us on Twitter at AppSecPodcast or on the web at www.appsecpodcast.org.